Hi there, my name is Amir and I am an internet marketer, a certified elementary English school teacher and I've been doing email marketing since 2008. In this course we will learn how to use the MailChimp email marketing service to grow an email list and we will also learn how to build effective email marketing campaigns. A mailing list is the most important part in any business and it should be the first thing you will want to have in place before you do anything else in your business. Now, this course is for complete beginners and there is no need for any experience with MailChimp or with email marketing. We will go through the basics of MailChimp, starting with how to sign up for a MailChimp account, updating our MailChimp profile, creating audiences, adding contacts, manually importing and exporting subscribers, and managing subscribers. Then we will walk through connecting our MailChimp account with WordPress and configuring our signup form. We will then add our signup form to our WordPress website. Now, if you don't have a WordPress website, then you don't need to worry. We will explain how to collect email addresses without a website. And I will even show you how to create a WordPress website from scratch if you do want to set one up. Now, when I say that I am going to show you how to create a WordPress website from scratch, I mean just that. I will show you how to register a domain, purchase hosting, install the WordPress content management system, clean your blog from the unnecessary default elements that are there after the initial installation, how to add and remove posts and pages, etc. We will learn how to create an automated welcome email, a thank you page, and how to write and send regular emails. We will also go through our analytics reports, so we will be able to analyze and learn from our metrics and come up with conclusions that make our future campaign better. Together, we will also go over what emails you should send to your subscribers after the initial welcome email. This is actually one of my favorite parts of the course because I will actually show you the emails that I use so you can just paste those emails inside your MailChimp account and save the time that it took me to come up with them. I will also explain the logic behind each and every email that I send. For the course there is a project that you can complete which you can use for practice purposes and to add to your portfolio. Thank you for watching and take care. Hi there, in this lesson we are going to sign up for a MailChimp account. So I'm now at the MailChimp website and you can come here as well by clearing your web browser's address line, typing MailChimp.com and then pressing enter. Once we are on the MailChimp website, we will want to click on the blue pick a plan button at the bottom of the screen. We can then just scroll down and review the different plans that are available to us. You can of course pick any plan that you wish. I feel that a free plan will be perfect for people who are completely new to email marketing and don't have any mailing list to import to MailChimp. As you can see on the screen, this free plan comes with limited features. If you decide to pick the free plan, then you will be limited with the number of contacts that you can have, up to 2000 contacts. You will only be able to create one audience 
which means a mailing list with insights. More on that later in the course. And you will not have custom branding, which means that the MailChimp logo will appear at the bottom of your emails and not your logo. You will not be able to do some advanced A-B testing, which are advanced experiments that you can do with your email campaigns, and you will not get 24-7 email and chat support and some other features. If you want to see all the features that each plan has and compare between the plans, then you can just click this button here, compare our plans. You can also scroll down to the FAQ section and click the pluses inside the boxes at the right side of the screen to see the answers to the frequently asked questions. So you can see that MailChimp will let you switch between plans whenever you want to and that you can just pay as you go, which basically means that you can avoid the monthly payment by buying credits. So this might be a good option for you if you send emails infrequently. Here you can see that MailChimp also provides an answer to the question what happens if we hit our contact or sending limit. And we can see here that MailChimp will not stop our campaigns or pause our account, but will just bill us for our overages, as long as we pay the overages on time. I feel that for most people who are just starting out with email marketing and don't have a previous mailing list or a very small mailing list with under 2000 contacts, the free plan will be all that they will need to get started. Later on, if you decide to upgrade your account to a paid account, then my recommendation will be to switch to a monthly plan and not to the credits plan. So you'll not be limited in any way. So just scroll up and click the blue get started button under the free caption. Okay, so now we are presented with the welcome to MailChimp page and we will just need to fill it out with our details in order to create a new MailChimp account. Then once all the details have been inserted correctly, we will see that the sign up button has turned from gray to blue and it will be enabled and we will click on the sign up to continue. Okay, so as you can see on the screen, MailChimp says that they have sent us an email to the email address that we have provided in the previous screen and in this email there will be a link to activate our MailChimp account. Okay, so let's check our email's inbox. Here is the email that you will get for MailChimp, click on it to open it and then click the activate account blue button. Then we will want to confirm that we are humans and we can do that by clicking the I am not a robot gray button. Okay, so I will just quickly select all images with bicycles and click the blue verify button at the bottom right hand corner of the pop-up screen to continue. You might get a different exercise, but they should all be pretty easy to solve. Then we are directed to this page where we can actually pick the plan we want and I will pick the free plan and then I will click the blue complete button at the right side of the screen to continue.
On this screen we will need to tell MailChimp about our business. And then again, once we have inserted all the details, we will click the blue continue button at the bottom of the screen. On this screen, we will have to insert our real physical address and keep in mind that this is the address that your subscribers will see when they will get emails from you. So let's insert our details and then click the blue continue button once we are done. On this screen, MailChimp wants to know if we have any contacts and I will click the circle next to the no option because later in the course we will have a whole lesson in which I will show you how to import contacts. But for this lesson I just want to show you how to create a very basic account. Of course if you do have contacts and you don't want to wait for the lesson on this topic then you can click the circle next to the yes option. So once you have picked the right option for you click the blue continue button to continue. Just as a side note from time to time MailChimp changes the questions during the registration process. So all or some of the questions that appear on my screen might not appear on your screen. I guess that most of them will and in any case all the questions should be easy to answer. If not then contact me and I will do my very best to help. So on this screen we see the question what do you offer or plan to offer. So I plan to offer original content so I will just click the tiny box next to original content and you can of course mark any box you wish according to what you want to offer or plan to offer. Or just click the skip link at the bottom of the screen without answering this question. So if you do decide to answer the question just mark the box you want and click the blue continue button to move to the next screen. On this screen I am presented with another question. Where can people access your offerings? So this time I'm going to click the skip link at the bottom of the screen. And I'm not going to sign up to any newsletter that MailChimp offers here, but you can if you want by marking the tiny boxes here. I'm just going to continue by clicking the let's go blue button. Okay, so here MailChimp will suggest to guide you through the process of designing your first email, adding your contacts and sending your email, but we are going to do everything later. So I will just click the tiny I will do this later link and I will click the I will do this later link on this page as well. And on this page I will click the link thanks, I don't need to see this anymore. And on this page I will just click the dismiss button. And we are done. We have signed up to MailChimp. So that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hey everyone, in this short lesson we are going to upload a picture into our MailChimp profile and change our time zone. Okay, so we are now at the MailChimp dashboard page. And at the bottom left hand corner of the screen we will see a circle. Just as a side note, the location of the circle was once at the upper right side of the screen. So just look for it in other areas of the screen if you can't find it. So let's over our mouse over the circle and once we do we will see the word account. And if we click the circle we will see a few options that we can click on. 
we will want to click on the profile option. On this page we can change some of our basic information on the left side of the screen and we can change our password on the right side of the screen. After we make any change we will just need to remember to click the grey update button at the bottom to save our changes. We can also set other features in our profile by clicking the different menus at the top. But let's remain here for now and just start with uploading a photo. So under the profile photo caption there are two buttons, take a photo and upload photo. So I will upload a photo now from my computer by clicking the upload photo button and you can do the same. Here is my photo, I will just double left click it to upload it. I placed this picture here for the purpose of this lesson, but if you have a photo on your computer and you can't find it, just click on the different folders here to locate it. So that's it, my picture is now set. I will now just scroll down and click the grey update button to save the picture in my profile. Now we can also change our time zone. To do that we just need to click the settings menu and then click the details option. We can now just click the drop down list under the time zone caption and then switch the time zone to any time zone that we want. I will choose the Panama time zone just as an example and that's it. MailChimp will use the time zone that we provide here to display times in which we send emails, import contacts and the time in which people join our mailing list. More on that later in the course. So once we have picked a time zone we will click the grey save button at the bottom to save our changes. And then we will just need to click the MailChimp logo at the upper left hand corner of the screen to reach the dashboard again. So that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi there, in this lesson we are going to create our very first audience. But before we create our very first audience, let's first discuss in a few words what is an audience and what is a mailing list. Now, a list of email addresses is called a mailing list. And thus many email marketing services use the term mailing list. But MailChimp is using a different term, MailChimp calls a mailing list an audience. The reason that MailChimp decided to call a mailing list an audience is because they have added additional insights to the regular mailing list and thus they have decided to change the name. Okay, so now that I've explained that, let me give you an example of an audience that you can create. Let's say you are in the business of selling diamonds, jewelry and gemstones. If that's the case, then you may want to create an audience of people who are only interested in buying diamonds. Now, if you will decide to create a second list of only people who are interested in buying jewelry, then you will need to create a second audience. And if you want to have a third list of people who are only interested in buying gemstones, then you will need to create a third audience and so on. Now, if you pick the free plan when you signed up to MailChimp, 
then you will only be able to create one audience. So following my example, because I have signed up to the free plan, I will only be able to create one of the free audiences that I want, either an audience for people who are interested in buying diamonds, or an audience for people who are interested in buying jewelry, or an audience for people who are interested in buying gemstones. So now that you have a very general understanding of what an audience means, you can decide if you prefer the free plan or if you prefer one of the paid plans. So the paid MailChimp plan is one of the options to create more than one audience. A second option to have more than one audience is to create additional MailChimp accounts for each audience that you want. Meaning if you create 10 MailChimp accounts, for example, all of them with a free plan, then you will have 10 audiences. There is also a third option to create tags, and we will talk about this option later on. So in order to create an audience in MailChimp, you will want to hover your mouse over the audience icon at the left side of the screen and click the icon. Okay, so we are now on the audience dashboard and MailChimp tells me here that I have one audience and one subscriber, which is me. We can view this audience by clicking the Manage Audience drop-down list at the right side of the screen and then by clicking the View Audiences option. So here is the default list that MailChimp has provided me with and because I want to do everything myself, I will delete it by clicking the tiny box next to the audience name and then clicking the gray delete button. Okay, so MailChimp asks me here if I'm sure that I want to delete my list and I am, so I will do as they ask and just type the word delete in capital letters and click the gray delete button right under the word that I entered. Okay, so now that my audience's dashboard is empty, I will create a new audience by clicking the Create Audience Gray button, which we can find at the upper right-hand corner of the screen. So following my previous example, if I am selling diamonds and I want to create an audience of people who are interested in buying diamonds, then I can call my audience Diamonds Newsletter, for example. So I will write this name under the audience name caption. And MailChimp tells us that our subscribers will see the name of our audience and thus we need to come up with an appropriate name which I did. We also need to tell MailChimp where our emails will be coming from, so we will insert the email address that we want under the default from email address caption. This will be the email address that people will see and be able to reply to, so I will insert my email address now. Under the default from name caption, we can insert a person's name or a company's name. I will use my company's name, which is Ask Instructor, and you can insert your company's name or your name. If you are not sure which name you should enter, just try to think of a name that you feel people will recognize once they get an email from you. And this will increase the chances that they will open your emails. Now, MailChimp asks us to remind people how they signed up to our audience, so we can use something like 
you are receiving this email because you opted in at our website to get information about buying diamonds, for example. Okay, now we will see our company name and our physical address information. Let's scroll down until we reach the form settings section. Here we need to decide whether we want to check or uncheck this checkbox, enable double opt-in. So if we check this box, this means that the people who will sign up to our list will first get an email from us, which will ask them to confirm the request to join our list. If they will not confirm their request, they will not even get a single email from us from then on. It will be like they have never signed up to our list. I will personally not check this box and you can of course decide if you want to check or uncheck this box. Just keep in mind that you will always be able to come back to this page and change your decision. Later in the course we will have a separate lesson just about this topic, but for now I just wanted to explain it in a few words so we can continue with our first audience creation. Now let's move to the next checkbox in this section, enable GDPR field. And you will want to mark this checkbox if your business is based in the European Union or if you are sending emails to subscribers in the European Union. For this example, I will not mark this checkbox as well. The last checkboxes on this page can be found under the notifications section. So you will want to mark the daily summary checkbox if you want to get a daily email from MailChimp that will tell you how many people have subscribed to your mailing list and unsubscribed from your mailing list during the day. Now if you want to get subscriptions notifications as they happen, then you will want to mark the box under the caption one by one and if you want to get unsubscribe notifications when people unsubscribe from your list, then you will want to check the last one-on-one -on -one checkbox. I personally just want to get notifications when people sign up to my list, so I will just check the second checkbox and you can of course do the same. And again, you can always change your decision by coming back to this page and unchecking or checking those checkboxes. Once you are done, just click the grey save button at the bottom of the page. Great, you have created an audience. So that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Alright, in this lesson we will learn how to add contacts to our new audience. Now, I've been doing email marketing for many years and rarely did I ever need to insert contacts manually, as we are about to do now. In most cases, I just collect email addresses on a web page and those email addresses are automatically transferred to my email marketing service, like MailChimp. Saying this, there are reasons why you will want to insert contacts manually. For example, if you have been to a conference and you wrote down a few email addresses of people who want to get emails from you, then you may want to add those people's email addresses to your audience. 
Another reason that adding contacts manually is a good idea is if you have collected a few email addresses by using another email service provider, for example, and you want to add those email addresses to MailChimp. Then you can quickly do that by just adding those email addresses manually. Later in the course, I will show you how to import contacts automatically, and this automatic option will be more suitable if you have a big list of email addresses. Let me show you now how you can add contacts manually to your audience. So the first thing you will want to do is to click the Add Contacts drop-down list and then click on Add a Subscriber. Let's scroll down. Okay, let's insert the email address of the person who we want to add to our audience. So I will just paste here an email address. Now, you may only have the email address of the person, and that's enough, but if you have more details, such as the person's first name, last name, address, or phone number, then you can insert them in the blank fields below. Once you are done entering all the details you have, scroll down until you reach the two checkboxes under the tags box. We will talk later in the course about tags, and now I just want to talk about whether or not we should tick the checkboxes. So, if you decide not to tick the first checkbox, this person gave me permission to email them, then MailChimp will send an email to your subscriber to confirm his or her request to join your mailing list. Yet, if this person gave you permission to email them, then tick this checkbox. If you tick the checkbox, then this person will not get a confirmation email from MailChimp. Now let's talk about the second checkbox. If this person is already in my audience, update their profile. In this example, this is the first subscriber that I insert to my audience, so there is no previous subscriber's data to overwrite. So I will not tick this box. Yet, if you already have this subscriber on your list, and you have new data about him or her that you want to add, then you will want to tick this checkbox. So, for example, if a few days ago you have added this person's email address and now you added his or her phone number as well, you will want to tick this checkbox. Once you are done, just click the gray subscribe button at the bottom of the page. Great, we have added our first subscriber. So, that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi everyone, in this lesson I want to show you how to import your mailing list into MailChimp. You will usually want to use the import feature if you have the details of multiple contacts and you want to insert those contacts into MailChimp fast and without manually typing them one by one. For example, if you've been hired to do email marketing for a brick and mortar shop and the owner of the shop gives you an Excel file with details of, let's say, 500 past customers, then you can import all those contacts into MailChimp by just clicking a few buttons. Another reason that many people use the import feature is if they have used another email marketing service before they started using MailChimp and they want to import to MailChimp all the contacts that they have collected with the other email service provider. Okay, let's begin. So in order to import contacts, you'll want to click on the Add Contacts drop-down list 
and then click the Import Contacts option. Then you will be asked the question, how would you like to import your contacts? You have two options here, and you will want to choose an option based on the kind of file that you have. So if you have a CSV or a tab delimited TXT file, then you will be able to import your contacts into MailChimp by uploading a file, and thus you will want to choose the first option, Upload File. Now, if your contacts are inside a spreadsheet, then you will need to choose the second option, copy and paste. If you pick the copy and paste option, then instead of uploading a file, you will need to copy and paste your contacts into MailChimp. For this example, I will choose the second option, and you can of course do as I do, or pick the other option. After you pick the option that suits you best, just click the continue to upload blue button below. Now MailChimp shows us here how our contacts information needs to be organized inside our spreadsheet. And if the contacts in your spreadsheet are not organized in the same way, then you'll want to organize them in the same way before you continue. For this example, I just took the information that we have inside the MailChimp box here and just entered it into an Excel spreadsheet. So inside the Excel spreadsheet, we have our contacts email addresses, their first names, their last names, and lastly, their physical addresses. And again, you'll want to organize your spreadsheet accordingly. Once you have all the information organized inside your spreadsheet, just copy all of it. To do that, just go to the last cell in which you have data in, click and hold the left mouse button, and then move your mouse until you reach the first cell in which you have entered data in. Once you see that all your data is inside a box, just right-click the box and then left-click the copy option. If you are using Excel like me, then your box should now be vibrating, as you see on my screen. Then in MailChimp, right-click with your mouse inside the box and then left-click the paste option. Okay, so all the contacts data that we copied from the spreadsheet is now inside MailChimp, and we can now continue with the importing process by clicking the Continue to Organize blue button below. On the Organize Your Contacts page, MailChimp will ask you if you have received a permission from all the contacts on your list to market to them, and if you did, then you don't need to touch the drop-down list. But if you didn't, then you need to click on the drop-down list and change the status. In this example, the contacts are not real, so let's assume that we have their permission to market to them, and thus we will not change the status. Now, if you already have contacts in your MailChimp audience, and you are just uploading the same contacts again, this time with different information, then you'll want to tick the checkbox Update any existing contacts. Just as an example, if in the past you have entered one of the contacts physical address and since then this person has moved to a different physical address, then you will want to update the new physical address in your spreadsheet, paste it to MailChimp as we did before, but this time mark the update any existing contacts checkbox. And then the new physical address will be updated in this person's profile on MailChimp. 
So in this example, I will not mark this box and just click the continue to tag blue button below. We will talk about tags in a separate lesson later in the course, but in a nutshell, if you want to organize your contacts, then tags can help you with that. You just create and assign a different tag to each of the contacts files you import. So if all the people in your file are diamond buyers, then you can create a tag for all those contacts and call this tag diamond buyer. Now, if you will import another file, but this time it will be a file with contact details of just jewelry buyers, then you can create a second tag and name it jewelry buyer, for example. This tagging feature that MailChimp provides can make our audience more organized. So I don't want to use tags for this example, so I'll just click the continue to match blue button below. Okay, so we have reached the match column labels to contact information page and we can already see by the MailChimp message here that free contacts were recognized. I can see all the email addresses that I have pasted into MailChimp in the first column. I can also see that the second column where the first names are stored is not recognized. And by clicking the gray arrow at the right side of the page, I will be able to see that the other two columns have not been recognized as well. And this is the reason why MailChimp notifies us below the columns that one column will be imported and three columns will not be imported. If we want to import all the columns, then we will want to click on the first cell of each column that is not recognized to edit it and then just define to MailChimp what each column is about. So our first column that is recognized contains email addresses and the second column that is not recognized contains first names. So I will click the first field of the second column. And here I can see that first name is the default option in the drop-down box. So all I need to do is to click the confirm blue button below. And now you can see that MailChimp recognizes the column because it turned it to white. I will now click the gray button at the right side and edit the two remaining unrecognized columns. Let's start with the third last name column. I will click its first field and again the last name has already been picked for us in the drop down list so I don't need to do anything besides clicking the confirm button. And lastly I will click the first field of the fourth address column. Again the address option has already been picked in the drop-down list, so I will just click the confirm button here as well. And now, if we click the arrow in the gray box on the left side, we will be able to see that all the columns are now recognized by MailChimp. And below the columns, we can see the message, four columns will be imported, zero columns will not be imported. So everything will be imported and we just need to click the finalize import blue button below to continue. Then we can just go over the review and complete your import page that summarizes everything that we want to do. And if everything looks okay, then we will just need to click the complete import blue button below. That's it. As you can see on the page, the import was successful and we will also get an email from MailChimp that will notify us that the audience import is complete. In this lesson, we don't need to start a target campaign, so I will not click the targeted campaign button, but I will click the view imported contacts button below it. 
just to confirm that all my free contacts have really been imported with all their details. Great, here are the free contacts, email addresses, with all their additional details. So that's it for this lesson, and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi there. In this short lesson, we are going to learn how to export contacts from MailChimp. There are three reasons that I can think of why we will want to export our contacts. One reason is if we want to move our contacts to another email service provider. Another reason can be if we want to work on our contacts file while we are offline. There is also a third reason, and it is to backup our contacts. All your contacts are saved on MailChimp. But a good practice can be to create a backup of your contacts once a day, once a week, or maybe even once a month, just to be extra sure that you will never lose your contacts. I can't say that I have ever lost contacts, but I know that this is something that can happen. So if you want to backup your contacts, for whatever reason, then this lesson is going to be very helpful to you. So I have just finished importing free contacts into MailChimp, and if I want to export those free contacts, then all I need to do is to click the gray Export Segment button at the right side of the page. Right after I will do that, MailChimp will send me an email which will contain a compressed zip file and inside the zip file there will be a CSV file with all my contacts. So you can download the CSV file from within the email, but you can also download the CSV file by scrolling down the page and clicking the export as CSV gray button under the audience exports section. Now, if you have several files here and you are not sure which one is the one you want to access, then look at the date, hour, name, and number of contacts to determine which of the files you want. Okay, so I will download the file now. As you can see, the file has been downloaded. This is a compressed zip file. You can see that by the books icon. I will click on it. Then just close this notification if you see it. And then double left click the CSV file to open it. And here are all the contacts from my audience. Now, just as a side note, the program that enabled me to open this compressed zip file is called WinRAR, and it is a free program. If you don't have a program that can open compressed files, then you can just go to win-rar.com, download this program, install it, and only then you will see the books icon, and then you'll be able to open the compressed zip file. Now, if you get stuck, then please let me know and I will help you out. So that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi everyone, in this lesson I want to show you how to manage your contacts. Later in the course I will cover more ways, but in this lesson I just want to share with you a few basic ones. So, I'm now on the MailChimp All Contacts page and I have here three contacts that I have imported to MailChimp. 
those contacts are currently subscribed to my list and I can see that by scrolling to the right and checking their status under the email marketing column. Now you may want to unsubscribe a contact from your mailing list. This is an action that I rarely do because at the bottom of every email that I send, MailChimp automatically adds an unsubscribe link so people can just unsubscribe themselves if they don't want to get emails from me. Yet there are people who are not aware that there is an unsubscribe link at the bottom of every email. And there are also people who can't find the link or can't get it to work for them for one reason or another. So regardless of the reason, if one of your subscribers contacts you and asks you to unsubscribe them from your list, then here is how you can do it. All you need to do is to tick the small box next to the subscriber's email address, then click the actions menu and then click unsubscribe. Then MailChimp will ask you if you are sure that you want to unsubscribe the contact and if you are, then click the confirm button. That's it. This is a very quick and simple action and it can help some of your subscribers tremendously. If you will scroll to the right, you will be able to see that the contact is now unsubscribed. Now, if you want to delete your contacts permanently, then click the Manage Contacts menu, scroll down the list, and click the Data Management tool. Then scroll down, tick the boxes next to the contacts that you want to remove, and then click the Permanently Delete red button. Now, as you can see by the MailChimp notification here, you will not be able to add these contacts back after you delete them, so keep this in mind. I will usually only use this option if one of my contacts has asked me to completely remove his or her details from my database. In most cases, this will not happen because, as I explained before, if a person doesn't want to be on your list, he or she will simply click the unsubscribe link at the bottom of your emails to unsubscribe from your list. Saying this, when a person unsubscribes from your list, this person's details are still in your database. And thus, if this person asks you to remove his or her details from your database, then you have to permanently delete him or her. So if you do want to permanently delete a contact, then we will need to type in capital letters the words permanently delete and then confirm our request by clicking the confirm gray button below. Now, if you simply don't want to see a contact on your list, but you don't want to lose this person's data, then you can archive this contact. To archive a contact, you will want to click on the All Contacts page, scroll down, tick the contact that you want to archive, click the Actions menu, and then click the archive option. And as you can see in this notification, archiving a contact means that this contact will be removed from your audience and will not count towards your billing. While your contact is archived, you will not be able to communicate with the MOR, but you will still see their activity from past campaigns and you will always be able to add an archived contact back to your audience later. So to archive the contact, just click the confirm gray button below.
So that's it for this lesson, and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hey everyone, in this lesson I want to show you how to create a signup form in MailChimp. The reason that you will want to create a signup form is that by having a signup form, you will be able to collect new subscribers' data from a web page instead of adding subscribers' data manually. So I'm now on the All Contacts page, and from here I will click the Signup Forms option to begin the signup form creation. Then, right next to the Form Builder caption, we will click the gray Select button. Now, before we continue any further, I just want to say that MailChimp has created for us a basic signup form that is already ready for us to use. So we can either use the signup form that MailChimp has created for us, as is, or customize this signup form according to our own specific needs. So let me show you how to customize the signup form. The first thing we will want to do is to scroll down to see the different form builder options that are available to us. Under the form and response emails caption, we have a drop-down list, and when we click on the drop-down list, we can see all the different forms that we can customize. But for this example, I will keep the default signup form. This is a very basic signup form, which again is customizable, which means that if you want to change the order of the fields or delete certain fields, then it is very easy to do that. What I like to do, and you might want to do with me as well, is to highlight the URL under the signup form URL caption by left-clicking the URL line. Then, once it is highlighted, right-click in it, and then left-clicking on the words go to, which will be followed by the highlighted URL. This will open the web page that this URL directs to in a new tab, and in this way, each time that we make a change in the form builder, we will be able to see the change online in the other tab that we just opened. So just to make it clear, if you don't want to create your own web page or website, and you just want to have a quick free web page from which you can collect your visitors' data, then you can simply promote this link that MailChimp gave you, and the people who will sign up to your list via this link will be added to your mailing list. So let me show you how to customize the signup form if you prefer to create a unique form. So if we will scroll down a little more, we will be able to see three tabs, build it, design it, and translate it. The default highlighted tab that we are now on is the build it tab. As we can see inside the build it tab, we have the signup form. And if we scroll down, we will be able to see that the current default signup form contains many fields, email address, first name, last name, address, and phone number. We will have a separate lesson later on in which I will talk about signup forms in more depth and show you how to create an amazing signup form that will attract more subscribers. But for now, I just want to say that there is an advantage and a disadvantage for having a signup form with many fields like this one. The advantage is that the more information you have about your subscriber, the more ways you will have to communicate with him or her and the better your communication with him or her will be. The disadvantage is that usually the more details you ask a person who you don't know to give you, the less likely that he or she will give it to you. Or in other words, it will be much easier to get people who usually don't know anything about you to give you their email address rather than asking these people to give you their email address plus 
their first name, last name, phone number, and physical address. If you stick to email marketing for the long run and test different sign-up forms, then after time you will be able to find what is the optimal number of fields that will work best in your niche. Eventually, you will be able to determine how many more fields you can add to your sign-up form before it starts to upset people. So in this case, I will just stick with asking for my visitor's first name and email address, which is a great choice that works for many people in different niches. So let's customize this sign-up form accordingly. The first thing I will do is to make the first name field the first field in our sign-up form. To do that, I will simply click and hold the first name field, which will now be turned into a gray box, and then, without releasing my old, drag the field above the email address field. Then, once you see the blue message drop block here, just release your old, and now we can see that the first name field took the place of the email field, which is now under the first name field. Now, in order to remove a field from the sign-up form, we will need to hover our mouse over the field that we want to remove, and then remove it by clicking the minus icon under the field's blank line. Then, we will get this notification, in which we are asked if we are sure that we want to delete the field, and because for this example we are, then we will just type the word DELETE in capital letters, and then click the grey DELETE button under the text line. We can now remove the rest of the fields in the same way. So for this example, we have removed all the fields besides the first name field and the email field. The email field is the only field that we can't remove in the form builder. That's it. If we will now go to the other tab that we previously opened and refresh the web page, we will be able to see that all the fields that we removed in the form builder have been removed from the web page that MailChimp has provided for us. So after we have placed the fields that we want to have on our sign-up form, we can then move from the built-it tab to the design tab. In the design tab, we can, for example, pick different colors to the different elements on our sign-up form, and we can also make changes to the fonts. So if, for example, we want our subscribe button background to be green and the word subscribe to be blue, then we just need to click the forms tab, then the X color codes lines to change the color. Now, from time to time, you might not see your changes reflect on the sign-up form, and if this happens, just refresh your webpage by clicking the refresh icon in your browser, and then you should be able to see the change. So, as I said previously, later on in the course, we will talk about the sign-up form in more depth, but in this lesson, I just wanted to show you how to create a very basic sign-up form. Now, let's click the last tab, translate it. The only thing I will do on this tab, in this example, is to change the text in the sign-up form subscribe button. To do that, I will just scroll down the page until I reach the subscribe field. So if I have a diamond store, 
for example, and on my webpage, I want to collect email addresses of site visitors who want to get a free consultation call from a diamond expert, then instead of the basic subscribe text, I can write something like get free consultation or claim your free consultation. Once I'm happy with the subscribe button text, I will just click the save translation settings to save the changes. And if I scroll down, I will see the new text on the subscribe button. And it will show on the other tab as well if I refresh the web page. Now, the only thing left for us to do is to test our signup form. So we can actually experience the signup process for ourselves. To do that, we will just go to the other tab, enter our name and email address, and click the claim your free consultation button. We are basically subscribing to our own mailing list and going through the process that our future subscribers will go through and just checking that everything works as we want it to work. So after a visitor signs up to our list, he or she will be directed to this thank you page which just confirms their subscription to our list. I will also confirm that the sign up process was successful by making sure that the person who signed up to my list is actually on my list of contacts. To do that, I will scroll up, click the Manage Contacts menu, and then click View Contacts. Then if I scroll down, I should be able to see the new subscriber on my list. Here is the new subscriber. So that's it for this lesson, and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to the class project lesson. We've reached a point in the course in which I want to give you a project to do. I feel that the best way to learn is by doing things on your own. All I want you to do is to watch all the previous lessons and create your own sign-up form in MailChimp. That's it. When you've done that, I want you to send me a link to your sign-up form or share it with the group. You will probably won't get a lot of feedback from the other students who are taking this course, it is just a great way to keep you accountable before you continue to the next lessons. So that's it for this lesson, and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi everyone, in this lesson I will show you how to sign up with Bluehost, and I will also show you how to install WordPress on your website. So the first thing you will want to do is to go to bluehost.com. Then hover your mouse over the WordPress menu and then click on the WordPress hosting option. Then scroll down a little bit and click on the green Choose Plan button. Here you can review the different plans that Bluehost offers. For this example, I just want to host one website on my hosting, so I will click the green Select button under the basic caption but you can of course click the green select button under any plan you wish. On this page, we will set up our domain. Now, if you already have a domain that you have registered outside Bluehost, then you can type your domain address under the caption Use a domain you own, and then click the blue next button to continue. Yet, if you want to register a new domain name with Bluehost, then just decide on a domain name and type this name under the caption create a new domain. I will type the domain I want, Diamond Advisor. Then pick the domain extension you want, I always prefer the .com extension, and then just click the blue next button to continue.
As you can see here, Bluehost notifies me that the domain name I want is already registered by someone else. Bluehost gives me here a few suggestions for other domain names that I can register, but I prefer to pick something else. So I will scroll down and try to come up with a name that is available. I will pick the domain diamondtutor.com. And as you can see by the big green notification, this domain is available, which means that I can register it. So I will just scroll down and under the account information caption, I will insert all my personal details. Then again, I will scroll down and under the package information caption, I will either keep the default plan as it is or change it to another plan. Then under the package extras caption, you can tick the box for each extra feature that you want. For this example, I don't want any package extras, so I'll just untick all the boxes. And because I'm sure that I want to untick the domain privacy plus protection extra, I will click the turn it off button in the pop-up box. Then let's scroll down and under the payment information caption, you can insert your credit card details to pay for your hosting, or you can do as I do and click the more payment option link to pay with PayPal. So I will click the PayPal option. And under the PayPal option, you can tick the small box if you agree to the Bluehost terms and policy and acknowledge receipt of the privacy notice. Then once you have finished inserting all the details on this page, just click the green submit button. Here you can choose the way you want to pay. You can either pay with your PayPal balance or with your credit card. I prefer to pay with my PayPal balance, so I will leave the default PayPal balance option and click the blue continue button at the bottom to continue. There is nothing to ship, so the ship to section is not relevant. Yet in the lower part of this page, we can see the form of payment that we decided to use, which is relevant. So if everything looks okay, just click the blue agree and continue blue button to continue. After you click this button, you will get free emails from Bluehost. And if you don't get them right away, then just wait a few hours and eventually you will get them. One email is an email which will contain your receipt. Another email is a who is verification email in which you will be asked to verify your email address in order to activate your domain and the third email is the welcome to Bluehost email which contains both the payment confirmation and your account information which you'll be able to see if you scroll down inside the email. So let's first go inside the UIS verification email and click the green verify your email button. So on this page, you will see the receipt below and all you have to do to continue is to click the blue create your account button. Here Bluehost asks us to create a password. So type the password you want 
in the first blank line. And then retype the same password again in the second blank line. Then tick the tiny box after you have read and agreed to Bluehost privacy policy and terms of service. And when you are done, click the create account button below. That's it, our account is ready, so let's click the blue go to login button to continue. Okay, here we need to insert the password that we just created. And after we do that, we will click the blue login button to continue. Okay, so Bluehost will suggest their help on this page and on some of the following pages. But for this example, I will not use their help at all. So I will click the skip this step link on this page and on the following pages as well. Okay, let's click the Get Started Blue button to close this pop-up box. I will also close this pop-up box by clicking the Turn Off Domain and Privacy Plus Protection option and then by clicking the I Don't Want Privacy red button below. I will close this pop-up box as well by clicking the link below, I am sure, Turn Off Domain Privacy Plus Protection and just click the blue login to WordPress blue button at the right side of the screen. And that's it. We have a web hosting package with Bluehost with the WordPress content management system installed. So that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hey everyone, in this lesson we are going to install a WordPress plugin and this plugin will enable us to put a MailChimp signup form on our website. Once you are on the WordPress admin area, scroll down and hover your mouse over the plugins option and then click on add new. Once you reach this add plugin page, scroll down and inside the search line simply type the word MailChimp and then you should see the plugin MC4WP MailChimp for WordPress. Once you see the plugin, just click the gray Install Now button and then the blue Activate button. After the plugin has been activated, you can scroll down and then click the Settings link under the MailChimp for WordPress plugin caption. You can also access the Settings page by hovering your mouse over the MailChimp for WP option at the left side of the page and then by clicking the MailChimp option. Now the next thing we will want to do is to log in to our MailChimp account on a new tab 
and on MailChimp I will click on my picture at the bottom left hand corner of the screen and then click on account. Then we want to click on the extras menu and then on API keys. Once we are on the API keys page, scroll down and under the you don't have any active API keys caption, just click the gray create a key button. Then you will see this green notification, your new API key is ready to use. So we can scroll down, click on this code and then left click the copy option to copy the code. And then go back to WordPress, right click on the line where it says your MailChimp API key and then left click on the paste option. Once you pasted the code, just click on the blue save changes button below. And then you'll see the white notification, settings saved and the green notification next to the status caption that says connected. And if we scroll down, we will see the caption your MailChimp account and under this caption we will be able to see our MailChimp list under the list name caption. So we have installed and activated the MailChimp plugin on our WordPress site and with the help of our MailChimp API key we have successfully connected our MailChimp account with our WordPress management system. So that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi there, in this lesson I'm going to show you how to add a MailChimp sign-up form to your WordPress website. So I'm now inside my WordPress admin dashboard and from here you'll want to scroll down, hover your mouse over the MailChimp for WordPress plugin MC4WP and then click the form option. Then we will want to give the form a name. So for this example I will give the form the name Diamond Buying consultation. Now MailChimp asks us here to which MailChimp lists should this form subscribe. So below this question you will see all your MailChimp mailing lists and you will want to tick the MailChimp list that you want the people who sign up to your form to move to. If you are like me then all you have here is one list which is already ticked by default so all you have to do is to click the add form blue button below to save the form. So in this example people will come to my site diamondstutor.com, see the diamond buying consultation sign up form, then they will sign up to the form with their first name and email address and then the MailChimp for WordPress plugin will transfer their details into my diamonds newsletter list inside MailChimp. Okay, so on this page we will be able to edit our signup form and the first thing we will want to do is to add fields to our form. For this example I will want a first name field and an email field. So in order to add a first name field inside the signup box I will need to scroll down and under the form fields section click the first name field. So MailChimp lets me customize the first name field before I add it to my form. I will type the words first name inside the placeholder field so people will know that they need to insert their first name inside this field. And because I want to make this field a required field, I will also tick the box next to the question is this a required field. Once we are done we just need to click the blue add to form 
button to continue. We now have a first name field inside our signup form and the next field I want to insert inside the signup form is an email address field. So I will just click the email address field and type the words email address inside the placeholder field. This field is required by default, so we can see that the box next to the question is this field required is already ticked. So all I have to do is to click the add to form blue button below to continue. The last thing I want to do on this page is to add a submit button. So I will click the submit button field, add the text that I want to have on the submit button which is claim your free consultation. and then click the blue add to form button to continue. Then I want to see a preview of my sign up form. Then all I need to do is to scroll down and we will be able to see our sign up form preview below the form preview caption. If everything looks okay, just scroll down and click the blue save changes button to save the changes. Then let's scroll down and click the messages tab. Now people that decide to insert their details inside the signup form will see this message here. Thank you, your signup request was successful. Please check your email inbox to confirm. Now for this example, I do want to thank people who have signed up and to inform them that their signup request was successful, but I don't want to send them a confirmation email which will ask them to confirm their subscription before joining my mailing list. So I will remove the text, please check your email inbox to confirm. Then I will just scroll down and again click the blue save changes button to save the changes. Let's scroll down again and this time click the settings tab. So the first thing we are asked on this page is to select the list or lists to which people who submit this form should be subscribed. I want people who submit this form to just be subscribed to my Diamonds newsletter list. For this example, this is the only list I have and by default it is already selected so I can continue. The second question on this page is if I want to use double opt-in. So in this question, I'm asked if I want people to confirm the request to join my mailing list and I don't in this example, which means that if people decide to submit the signup form, they will join my mailing list without any additional confirmation. I will click on the no option. Then I'm asked if I'm sure that I want to disable the double opt-in and I am, so I will click the blue OK button. The next question is if I want to update existing subscribers, so I will keep the default no option selected because I don't want this to be a sign-up form that people use to update their data. Now with regard to subscriber tags, this is a really great feature because it will let us organize our list. So let's do a quick recap and it will help me explain my next point better. Because I'm registered to the free MailChimp plan, I can only create one list. Saying this, I can have multiple tags, which means that I can tag every new subscriber that joins my list. So in my case, I have a single mailing list, which I named Diamonds Newsletter, yet I can say that every person 
who will sign up to my list via the Diamond Buying Consultation sign-up form that I'm now creating, will be assigned the tag. I will type it now, Free Consultation Service. So later on, if I will decide to send an email to my list, in which I will offer, for example, a free consultation call with a diamond expert, then I will not have to email all the people on my list. I can just email the people who signed up to my list via the diamond buying consultation sign-up form, and thus were tagged with the free consultation service tag. If you just have one list and one sign-up form, then you don't have to tag your subscribers. But if you want to create several sign-up forms, one for example offer a free consultation and another can offer a free ebook for example, then you will want to assign a different tag to each sign-up form. So you can segment your single mailing list and contact each segment of your subscribers in a different way. So if I have two tags, one for a free consultation and one for a free ebook, then I can send an email with a message, thank you for claiming your free consultation, a diamond expert will contact you shortly, to my subscribers who were tagged with the free consultation service tag, and another email to my subscribers who are tagged with a free ebook tag, which can be something like, thank you for claiming your free ebook, here is your download link. This email will only be seen by the subscribers who were tagged with the free ebook tag. And my subscribers who were tagged with the free consultation service tag will never see this email, even though all my subscribers are on the same list. I hope that I didn't confuse you with my explanation, but if I did, then just let me know and I will be happy to explain this point again. Now, under the form behavior caption, I am asked, I'd form after a successful sign-up. And I will select yes, because I don't want my subscribers to see the sign-up form fields after they have subscribed to my list. Then I have the option to redirect to URL after successful sign-ups. So I didn't yet create a custom thank you page in which I thank people who joined my list. So for now, I will leave the line empty. That's it. I will now click the blue save changes button to save the changes. Now let's scroll down and click the last tab, Appearance. Here we can change the style of our sign-up form. So you can just select a style from the drop-down list, click the blue Save Changes button to save the changes. Then click the Fields tab and then scroll down to preview the style. If you like the new style, then you are done with this lesson. But if you don't, then just select another style from the drop-down list in the Appearance tab and come back here to the Fields tab to preview it. So that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi there. After you have configured your sign-up form, you'll want to add a sign-up form to your website. To do that, just right-click the code next to the use the shortcode text and then left-click the copy option to copy the code. Once you have copied the code, hover your mouse on the plus new menu at the top of the page and then click on the page option. 
If a pop-up box appears, just close it by clicking the X icon that you can find at the upper right hand corner of the pop-up box. Then we will want to give our page a title, so I will simply name it Diamond Buying Consultation Signup Form. And under the title, in the body area, right where it says start writing or type forward slash to choose a block, I will right click with my mouse and then left click the paste option to paste the code. Once you are done, just click the blue publish button at the upper right corner of the screen and then click the blue publish button again. So as you can see by the black notification, the page was published and we can view the page by clicking the view page button at the right side of the screen. Now, because this is a new site, the page will have this strange web address and it will not be visible to anyone besides you. So if your site is completely new, like mine, then I will now explain how you can change this strange web address and how you can make your site go live. Yet, if your site is already live and your web address looks fine, then feel free to fast forward this lesson until you reach the part in which I'm testing the signup form. Okay, so if you have not skipped, then this means that you want to see how to change your web address and make your site go live. So you can make the web address look better by just hovering your mouse over the settings option at the left side of the screen and then by clicking the permalinks option. As we can see, this is the web address that we are currently seeing and we can change it so it will not show the default characters that we now see. To do that, simply click on the post name option, scroll down and then click the blue save changes button. Now, instead of the strange web address, we will have actual words. We will want to copy the web address now because we are going to use this web address later on to view our page. The next thing we will want to do is to move the website from the under construction status that it is currently on to a live status. To do that, just click the orange coming soon active option at the top of the screen, then scroll down and click the blue launch your site button inside the get ready to launch box. Now if we click the pages menu at the left side of the screen, scroll down and then click the view link under our page name, we will be able to see that the web address now looks better. Now we will also want to confirm that our page is live on the internet and because we are logged into WordPress, it will look as though our site is live when in reality it might not be. So we need to confirm that we can see this page with our signup form and not the coming soon page that informs people that the site is under construction. So in order to make sure that our page is really live, we need to view it when we are not logged into WordPress. We can do that by either logging out from WordPress or by viewing our page from another browser in which we are not logged into WordPress. I will show you both ways but let's first start with the first option of logging out from WordPress. To log out from WordPress, 
just hover your mouse over your name at the upper right hand corner of the screen and then click the logout option to log out. Now clear your browser's web address line, paste the web address you copied and then press enter. If you now see a sign up form, then this means that everything is okay and your page is live. Yet if you see a coming soon page, then this means that something went wrong and you need to repeat the steps in this lesson to make the coming soon page go away. So if you see the sign up form, just log back into WordPress to continue. If you are stuck, then of course let me know and I will help you out. So as I said previously, there is also another option to check that your site is live without logging out from WordPress and it is by installing another browser on your computer. You can simply go to Google, search for the browser Firefox and install this free browser. Now if you are already using Mozilla Firefox then you can simply search for web browsers and install a free browser that you don't already have. Once you have a browser from which you are not logged into WordPress then just paste the web address you copied into the browser's address line and press enter to check that you can see the sign up form. Okay so we have changed our web address and our website is live. The next thing we will now want to do is to test our sign up form. For this test I will just insert a random first name in the sign up form first name field, a random email address in the email address field and then I will click the claim your free consultation button to sign up. Then I will log into MailChimp, click the audiences icon on the left side of the screen and then click the gray view contacts option on the right side of the screen. Then if I scroll down I will be able to see the new subscriber's email address, first name and assigned tag. This is the tag that I decided to add to every new subscriber that joins my list through this sign up form. That's it, we now have a working sign up form on a page on our website and when people will submit their details inside this form their details will automatically be transferred into our MailChimp mailing list and from there we will be able to contact them. We can also now share our sign up page web address with people so they can join our list. Okay, so that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi everyone. In this lesson we will create an automated welcome email in MailChimp so we can send an instant welcome message to people who join our mailing list. So once you are logged into MailChimp you will want to click on the create icon at the left side of the screen, then on the email option, then on the automated option and lastly on the welcome new subscribers box. You are now on the single email tab and on this tab we are able to pick a name for our campaign under the campaign name caption and choose an audience from the drop down list. Now the default campaign name single welcome email is great so I will not change the campaign name and because I only have one MailChimp audience I also don't need to select another audience. So all I have to do is to just click the gray begin button at the bottom of the pop-up box to continue. 
Now MailChimp is already created a ready to use automated welcome email for us, yet we can change it according to our specific needs. So let's go over this checklist. Right next to the sense to caption, we have a gray edit delay and recipients button that we can click on to change the welcome email delivery delay. So we can see that by default, the welcome email will be sent to new contacts immediately after they have signed up to our list. Yet, as you can see, you can change it if you want. In this example, I want the welcome email to be sent immediately after sign up. So I will not change anything. Now, next to the form caption, we have a gray edit form button, which you can click if you want to change the name and email address that will be displayed to your contacts. I am personally happy with the current name and email address, so I will not edit them, but I will click the edit subject gray button right next to the subject caption to change the default thanks for joining us subject line. For the welcome email in this example, my subject line will be welcome to diamonds tutor. Then I will just click the gray save button to save the change. The next thing I will do is to click the gray edit design button, which is right next to the content caption. I will close this pop-up box by clicking the X at the right hand corner of the pop-up box. So let's edit our welcome email from top to bottom. The first thing you can do is to insert your company's logo in the logo section at the top of the email. So just hover your mouse over the logo section and then click on the pencil icon. Then click the replace link under the your default logo caption. Here is the logo. Now let's enter our welcome email body text. To do that, I will just click the gray save and close button and then just left click and hold the text box under the content tab, drag it until I reach the drop content blocks here caption and then drop it. So the text that I want to have inside my welcome email is this. I and then I will click the gray drop down list under the content tab and click on the first name option so I can include it in my text. Then right after the first name text, I will type something like, it is Amir from Diamond's Tutor. I am so excited that you are here. Thanks again for trusting me with your email address. I know the responsibility that it comes with and I do not take that lightly. One of our diamond experts will contact you shortly to give you a free consultation. Thanks so much. Amir Rimmer, owner of diamondstutor.com. That's it. You can now just customize this body text so it will suit your needs. So once you have finished writing your body text, just click the gray save and close gray button, which you can find below the text at the bottom right side of the screen. And then I will click the blue save and continue button at the bottom right side of the screen. Now let's send the welcome email to our email address to see that it looks okay. 
So I will scroll down and under the content area, I will click the send a test email link. Then inside the blank line, under the send a test to caption, I will simply type my email address. and then click the gray send test button below. That's it. I will now check the email in my email inbox to make sure that the email looks okay. Here is the email. You can find it by searching for the word test in capital letters, and I can just open it to make sure that the text looks okay. Then your next step is to activate it, so it will be shown to new subscribers or join your mailing list. So in MailChimp, just click the blue Start Sending button at the top right hand corner of the screen. Then in the pop-up box that appears, just click the gray Start Now button in order to activate the welcome email. That's it. Our welcome email is now active. The last test we will want to do is to sign up to our mailing list just to make sure that our subscribers will get the welcome email properly. So I will go to my Diamond Buying Consultation sign-up form page, insert my first name, then email address, and then click the Submit button. I will now go to my email inbox, and as you can see, the email looks okay from the outside, so just open it to see that it also looks okay from the inside and everything looks okay. So now when people come to my sign-up form and submit their name and email address, they will immediately get my automatic pre-written welcome email. So that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to the lesson. In this lesson I want to show you how to direct your subscribers to a thank you page after he or she fills out and submit your sign-up form. Now, currently when a subscriber fills out and submits our sign-up form, the message that is presented is, thank you, your sign-up request was successful. That's great, but we can also direct our subscribers to our own page. On your own page, you'll be able to thank your subscribers for joining your mailing list. And if you promised a certain bonus, such as a free coupon or a free ebook to your subscribers for joining your mailing list, then you will want to include a link to your free coupon or your free ebook on your thank you page. Now, if you don't know how to create a thank you page, then I will now show you very quickly how easy it is to create a very basic one from within WordPress. If you already have a thank you page or you know how to create one yourself, then feel free to fast forward to the part of the lesson where I show you how you can direct your subscribers to the thank you page after they filled out and submitted your sign-up form. So in order to create a very basic thank you page, you'll want to go into your WordPress admin area, hover your mouse over the pages option on the left side of the page, and then click the add new option. Then all you need to do is to fill out the title area, the body area and publish this page to have a thank you page. That's it. So I will add a title for my page where it says add title and under my title where it says start writing or type forward slash 
to choose a block, I will insert the body text. Now in my example, I don't need to direct my subscribers from my thank you page to another page where they will access a gift that I promised them, nor do I give them a gift on my thank you page itself. On this example thank you page, I just want to thank my subscribers for signing up to my mailing list and to tell them that the diamond expert will contact them in order to schedule the free consultation that I promised them on the signup form. Yet if you promised a free gift on your signup form, then you can just write something like click here to access your gift. Then highlight this text, click the link icon that will now appear above it. You can open the web page in a new tab by clicking the toggle switch under the web address line. Then type the web address that you want to direct your subscribers to inside the blank line and then press enter to finish. So now your text is clickable and if your subscribers will click it, they will be directed to another page where they can access their gift. Now if you want to provide the gift on your thank you page, then you can just change the text to click below to access your gift, for example. Then press enter to go down a line. Then click the blue plus icon at the upper left side of the screen, scroll down and under the media caption, click the file option. Then click the blue upload button, locate the file that you want to give to your subscribers on your computer, click it and then click the open option at the bottom of the window to insert the file inside your thank you page. Now people will be able to download your gift directly from the thank you page itself. So once you finish creating your thank you page, just click the blue publish button at the upper right hand corner of the screen and then click the blue publish button again. Then click the view page button at the right side of the screen to access your new thank you page and see that it looks and functions okay. If it doesn't, just click your browser's back button, make the changes that you want to your thank you page. And once you are ready to review the page again, click the blue update button at the upper right side of the page. Then you'll want to click the preview page link next to the update button or the view page link at the bottom of the page to review the thank you page. Now if you see numbers inside your web page web address or if you simply want to change the end of your thank you page web address, then just click the settings cogwheel icon next to the update button, click the permalink option and then change the text inside the last part of your web address inside the line. You will see a preview under it. Then click the update button and view the page to see that both the page and your new web address look okay. Now once you are happy with your thank you page, you will want to copy 
its web address not including the forward slash question mark and any remaining character then over your mouse over the welcome option and then click the dashboard option scroll down and over your mouse over the mc4wp plugin on the left side of the page click the form option and then the settings tab under the form title then you want to scroll down and under the form behavior caption paste your web address inside the blank line next to the caption redirect to url after successful signups and then click the blue save changes button at the bottom of the page that's it now you'll want to go to your signup form join your own mailing list and confirm that you are directed to your thank you page you will also want to go to mailchimp and confirm that you have been added to your mailing list and as you can see i was added to my list so that's it for this lesson and i will see you in the next lesson goodbye Hello and welcome to the lesson. If you are a new WordPress user, then you might be wondering how you can do some quick and easy adjustments to your WordPress website. For example, you can change your site's title, which you can see at the upper left hand corner of the site, from welcome to a different title. You can also remove the uncategorized link in the middle of the homepage, the post under it, the pages links at the top of the site and the search function next to the pages links at the upper right hand corner of the site. Before we start, I suggest that you open an additional browser in which you are not logged into WordPress so you can always press the Alt Tab buttons together on your keyboard to switch between views. In one browser you will work inside your WordPress admin area and in the other browser you will have the front page of your website in which you will be able to see the changes that you are making. If you don't have an additional browser, then just search for the words web browsers list on Google, download a new browser that you don't already have, install it, and then open it. If you don't want to install a new browser, then you can also view the site in an incognito window. To do that in the Google Chrome browser, just press the control button, the shift button, and the letter N button on your keyboard together. Another way to open the incognito window is to click the three dots at the upper right hand corner of your web browser and then click the new incognito window option. Once you have the incognito window open, just type your website web address in the browser's address line and press enter. Then you'll be able to see your website without being logged into WordPress. You can switch between the regular window where you will have your WordPress admin area and the other window in which you see the front page of your website by pressing the keyboard buttons Alt and Tab together. So let's first start by setting up a new password for our WordPress admin area. To do that, just go to bluehost.com. Then click the login option at the upper right side of the page. Then I will enter my domain name and the password that I have set and click the blue login button at the bottom of the box to login. If you don't remember your password, just click the forgot password at the bottom of the box to reset your password. Then click the login to WordPress button at the right side of the screen 
to log into your WordPress admin area. Once you are inside the WordPress admin area, scroll down and then click the users option. Then you'll see your username and you'll want to hover your mouse over your username and then click the edit option under it. Then scroll down until you reach the account management caption and under it you will want to click on the set new password button next to the new password caption. Then just type the password you want and once you are done just click the blue update profile button at the bottom of the page to save your changes. I suggest that you will pick a strong password but if you prefer to have a weak password then you will also need to tick the checkbox next to the confirm use of weak password and only then be able to click the blue update profile button at the bottom of the page to save your changes. So after you have set a password you can check if your password works. Just hover your mouse over your nickname at the upper right hand corner of the screen and then click the logout option to log out from WordPress. So we are now at the WordPress login screen and you can always come back to this page by typing your domain name in the browser's address line then type forward slash wp-admin and then press enter. So on the login screen just enter your username and the new password and then finally click the blue login button. So we have set a password to access the WordPress admin area and the second thing I will do is to change the site title from welcome to the name of my website which is Diamonds Tutor. To do that I will click on the settings option at the left side of the screen and then next to the site title caption I will change the welcome title inside the blank line to Diamonds Tutor and then I will scroll down until I reach the bottom of the page and then click the blue save changes button to save my changes and I can see the new title. Now as you can see I have links to all my pages at the top of the screen and this happens due to the default design of the website. So in order to remove all the pages links at the top of the website I will click back on the WordPress admin tab, hover my mouse over the appearance option and then click the menus option. Then write any name you want in the blank line next to the main menu caption, tick the checkbox next to the desktop horizontal menu caption and then click the blue create menu button at the right side of the screen. And this action removes all the pages links from the top of the website. Now we still have the search function at the top of the website and to remove it we will want to click on the customize option at the top of the site, then click the themes options, then untick the checkbox next to the show search in header caption and as we can see on the right the search function is now gone. So we just need to save our changes by clicking the blue publish button at the upper right side of the page. Now if we scroll down we will also see other options such as a search function and other links and in order to remove all of them or some of them you just need to click on the pencil icon next to each one of them and then click the red remove link at the left side of the screen. I will do this for all of them. That's it. I will again just click the blue publish button at the upper right side of the page to save my changes. Now you can exit from this customized page by clicking the X icon at the upper left end side of the screen. 
So as we can see, we can customize the design of our website in the customize page, but we can also change the design of our website inside WordPress. The design of your site is determined by a folder that is called a theme, and you can change your site design, or in other words, you can change your theme from within WordPress for free. You can either hover your mouse over the welcome option and click the themes option, or click the dashboard option, then scroll down and hover your mouse over the appearance option, and then click the themes option. So the current active theme is the 2020 theme, and you can preview another theme by hovering your mouse over the theme you consider using, and then clicking the blue preview button. If you like how a theme looks, just click the blue activate and publish button at the upper left side of the screen to activate and publish it on your website. Once the theme has been activated and published, you can just view your website on another browser to see if you like it. Then click the X icon at the upper left hand corner of the screen again, and now you can either stay with this theme or activate another theme by clicking the activate button under a theme image. If you can find a theme that you want on the themes page, then you can just click on one of the buttons at the top of the page to pick another theme. Many people are using WordPress, so many people will have the same theme that you are using on your site, but less people will be willing to spend money on a theme. So if you want your theme to be a little bit more unique, then you may want to pay for a theme by clicking the premium themes button, purchase a theme, and again activate it. Yet if you just want to access more free themes, besides the ones below, then just click on the wordpress.org theme button, and again you'll see a list of themes that you can preview and or activate. Lastly, if you have purchased a theme outside of WordPress and you have it on your computer, then you can upload the theme file. It will come as a compressed zip file by clicking the upload button and then again activate it on your site. Now, the last thing I want to show you in this lesson is how to add and remove a post and a page in WordPress. So to add a post, you just hover your mouse over the posts option and then click the add new option and you will perform the same action exactly if you want to add a page. You just hover your mouse over the pages option and then click the add new option. So I want now to add a post, so I'll again hover my mouse over the posts option and I will then click the add new option. Then I will just add my title and the body text under the title and once I'm done, I will publish my changes by clicking the blue publish button at the upper right side of the screen and then click the blue publish button again to publish my changes. Then I can view my site in the browser to see my new post and you will need to do the exact same actions if you want to publish a page. Now if you want to remove a post or a page again, you will follow similar actions. So if you want to remove a page, click on the pages menus instead of the posts menu, hover your mouse under the page that you want to remove, click the trash link and then view the site on the other browser to see that it looks okay. So that's it for this lesson, and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye.
Either from time to time you may want to send an email to multiple contacts on your mailing list and in this lesson I'm going to show you how you can do that. So inside your MailChimp dashboard click the pencil icon create at the left side of the screen and then click the email option. So as you can see we have three tabs here regular, automated and plain text. And we now want to be on the default regular tab. I will now pick a name for my campaign and type it below the campaign name caption. So for example, if I'm in the business of selling diamonds and I want to offer the people on my list to come to a diamond buying event, then I can give to my campaign the same name that I gave to my event. So inside the blank line, I will type the name of my event, the best diamond event of the year. You can of course pick any name you want, but I suggest that you will pick a campaign name that in a few months or even years from now, you will still remember what it is. The campaign name should remind you what your campaign is about, but you don't have to make the campaign name compelling because your subscribers will never see your campaign name, only you will see it. Once you type the campaign name you want, just click the begin gray button below the line to continue. Now let's go over this checklist that MailChimp has created for us here. So the first item on this checklist is the to caption. And next to it, on the right side of the screen, we will want to click on the edit recipients gray button. I only have one MailChimp audience, so there is no need for me to click on the audience drop-down list to select another audience. Yet if you do have an additional audience that you want to select, then feel free to select it from the drop-down list under the audience caption. Now right next to the audience caption we have the segment or tag caption and under it we have a drop-down list as well. We can either leave the all subscribers in audience option selected if we want to email all the subscribers in our audience, which as we can see is the default option, or we can just send an email to our subscribers based on a tag we created or based on a segment. In this example, I want to email my entire audience about my upcoming diamond buying event, so I will keep the default all subscribers in audience option. Now, if you want to make your emails more personal by mentioning your subscriber's name in your email to field, for example, to Jack Davis, if this is the full name of one of my subscribers, then just tick the box next to the caption, personalize the to field. Then under the merge tag caption, click the please select text inside the drop-down list, then click the F name option and then click the gray save button to save the changes. Now the second item in our checklist is the from caption. Here we need to let the people on our list know who is sending them the email. And we can do that by clicking the gray add from button on the right side of the screen and then insert our personal name or our company's name and an email address. We need to insert a name that our subscribers will instantly recognize once it shows in their emails inbox. So for example, instead of Ask Instructor, I will change the name under the name caption to Diamonds Tutor, which is my company's name in this example. 
I will keep the default email address under the email address caption as is and you can do the same or change it if you like. Okay, so we have now reached the third item in our checklist, subject, and here I will click the gray add subject button in the right side of the screen to create my email's subject line. Now inside the blank line under the subject caption, I will type my email's subject and we will want to make our subject lines enticing so we can increase the chances that our audiences will open our emails. So I can write something like the best diamond event of the year. And I can also add an emoji, which is a digital image, inside my subject line. You can put it anywhere you wish. Again, to grab people's attention and to increase the chances that our subscribers will open our emails. So to add an emoji, I will click the tiny smiling face symbol at the end of the line and browse through the different emojis until I find an emoji that I like. Once I find one, I will just click on it to add it to my subject line. That's it. Under the subject caption, we have the preview text caption and in the blank line under it, we can insert some preview text. This is a teaser text which will appear next to our email's subject line. So I can write something like up to 70% of deals. After you type your preview text, just click the gray save button below to save your changes and continue. The last item in the checklist is content. So next to the content caption, we will want to click on the gray design email button to design the content of our email. On the select a template page, we have a few tabs that we can click on. But in this lesson, I want to show you the easiest and quickest way to send an email and thus we will start with a basic layout. Let's scroll down inside the default layouts tab and just go through the different layouts. Now you can hover your mouse over a certain layout and click the magnifying glass at the top right hand corner of the layout image to see a preview of the layout before you enter it. And you can also click on the layout image to edit the layout. I will click the one column layout image under the basic caption to design my email. So I will edit the email from top to bottom. Let's upload our logo by clicking the gray logo box and then click the replace link under your default logo caption on the right side of the screen. Then I will click the upload gray button at the upper right hand corner of the screen to locate my logo on my computer. Once I find it, I will click on it and then click the open button below to upload the file. Then once I see the logo in the MailChimp editor, I can either leave it as is or adjust the image display size. Once I'm happy with how the logo looks, I will click the save and close gray button below to save my changes and continue. Next, I will hover my mouse over the body text area on the left side of the screen and then click the delete garbage can icon to delete the default text. The are you sure pop-up box comes up and I'm sure that I want to delete the blocks so I will click the gray delete button at the left side of the pop-up box. 
Then I will left click and hold the text box under the blocks tab and drag it until I reach the drop content blocks here caption under the body area and then drop the text box. And this will open the text editor on the right side of the screen. So I'll just highlight all the default MailChimp text by double left clicking inside the text editor area and then I will click the Del button on my keyboard to delete the text. And then I will type my text which is I and then I will click the gray drop down list under the content tab and click on the first name option so I can include it in my text. Then right after the first name text I will just type something like the following. Thanks for being one of our subscribers. Christmas, the most costly holiday, is just around the corner. We are here to help with your costs. Here is how. In a few weeks we are going to host the best diamond event of the year. This must-attend event is easily the best direct-to-consumer diamonds event catering to the needs of diamonds enthusiasts. In this event we will display a wide array of diamonds, round princess, oval, marquise, pearl, cushion, emerald, asher, radiant, art and much more for rock button prices, GIA only. Because you are one of our email subscribers, we have decided to give you a gift. 100% free entry to this event. Regular entry fee is $29.99. All you need to do to claim the free entry is to reply to this email and let us know that you are interested in coming to the event. We will then contact you back a few days later with precise event date gate opening time and location best regards ami rimer owner of diamonds tutor diamondstutor.com so once you have finished writing your body text just click the gray save and close gray button at the bottom right side of the screen to save your changes and continue then click the blue continue button at the top right hand corner of the screen and then the blue send button at the top right hand corner of the screen in this review your campaign pop-up box, I can see that my email will be sent to two subscribers that I have on my list, which is okay because I only have two subscribers on my example mailing list. So I will just click the blue send now button below to send my email. And as you can see by the message, the email will go out shortly. Now one of the subscribers on my mailing list is me. So I can actually open my email inbox and see the message that I just sent. And if we open the email, we will be able to see the email's body text. So that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi there. In this lesson I want to show you how to analyze your email campaign reports. So in order to access your email campaign reports, you will want to log in to MailChimp, click the campaigns icon at the left side of the screen, and then click on the reports option. Here you will be able to see all your campaigns, and we will want to click on the view report gray button next to the campaign that we want to analyze. In this example, I want to analyze the best diamond event of the year campaign, 
so I will click the view report button right next to it. As we can see we have here several tabs and the default tab that we are currently on is the overview tab. So let's analyze the overview page from top to bottom. The first thing I see is that my campaign was sent to two contacts and that those recipients belong to my Diamonds newsletter audience. I can also see the subject line which I picked for my email which is the best diamond event of the year. At the right side of the screen we have the delivered caption where we can see when our campaign was sent. Now if I was selling a product through my email then I would have seen data inside this box below which shows the number of orders, average order revenue and total revenue. Under this box there is an additional box that is called campaign benchmarking which you can use to compare your emails campaigns to email campaigns by other businesses like yours. Many businesses in the world are using MailChimp and thus MailChimp can analyze millions of emails to determine metrics such as an average open rate, click-through rate or unsubscribe rates and this gives MailChimp an option to provide users like us personalized benchmarks that we can compare our businesses to. So if you want to compare your business email marketing campaigns to other similar businesses like yours then you will want to click the blue select my industry button. If we scroll down a bit we will find this box in which we can see how many people have opened our email. So because this is an example campaign and I am the only person who has opened my email we can see the number one above the opened caption. And because there were no tracked links in the email that I can click on we see zero above the clicked caption. But if you decide to include a tracked link inside your email and one of your recipients will click on it then you will see number one above the clicked caption. Above the bounced caption we see the number zero and this means that my email was delivered to all my recipients. If you will see the number one above the bounced caption for example then you will know that your email was not delivered to one recipient. And this can happen for multiple reasons. One reason can be that the recipient has signed up to your sign up box with an email that doesn't exist. And another reason may be that your recipient's mailbox is full and thus your email can't be delivered to him or her. Now the last caption in this box is the unsubscribe caption and above it we can see the number of recipients who have opted out of our emails after they have opened up our emails. So if you see the number 2 for example above the unsubscribed caption you know that two people have opened your email and decided to unsubscribe from your list by scrolling to the bottom of the email and clicking the unsubscribe link. Below the box we can see the successful deliveries caption and we can see that the two recipients on my list got my email. Next to the total opens caption we can see that out of those two recipients one recipient has opened the email and if this one recipient would have opened the same email 12 times for example then we would see the number 12 here and not one because this counter shows multiple opens. In this case this recipient is me and I know that I have not opened the email more than one time so this number is correct. I can also see next to the last opened caption the date and time in which I opened the email 
but if there were other recipients on my list, I would have seen here the date and time that the last recipient has opened the email. So as I said, I was the only recipient on my mailing list and after I have received the email in my email inbox, I didn't send it to anyone else and thus we can see the number zero next to the forwarded caption. On the right side of the screen, we can see next to the clicks per unique opens caption, the percentage of recipients who opened the email and also clicked on the link inside the email. In my email, there were no links, so I didn't click on any link and thus we can see zero next to the clicks per unique caption and this is also the reason why we see zero next to the total clicks caption and the last clicked caption. The total clicks caption will show us the total number of times that a tracked link was clicked inside our email. It is important to know that if a certain recipient has clicked a link several times, then all those clicks will be counted. Now the click of the last recipients will be registered next to the last clicked caption. Let's talk about the abuse reports caption. We see next to it the number zero, and this means that none of the people who have opened my email has reported my email as spam. If there was such a person, that this person would have automatically been unsubscribed from my list, and we would have seen the number one next to the abuse reports caption. Under the abuse reports caption, we have a 24-hour performance graph that shows us how many of our recipients have opened our emails and clicked the links inside our emails 24 hours after our email was sent. Under the 24-hour performance graph, we have the top links clicked caption, which will show us the links which were clicked the most inside the email. And under the top links clicked caption, we have the subscribers with most opens caption. And we can only see my email under this caption because I am the only person on my mailing list who opened my email. And this makes me the subscriber who opened the email the most times. Now under the subscribers with most opens caption, we have the social performance caption and box. And if your campaign will be shared in social media platforms, then you'll be able to see the number of tweets and campaign URL clicks inside the box. Under the social performance caption and box, we have the last caption in the overview tab, which is top locations by opens. And under this tab, we can see from where in the world our recipients are opening our emails. Okay, so that's it for this lesson and I will see you in the next lesson. Goodbye. Hi, what did you think? Did you enjoy my course? If you did, then it will really be great if you can hit the like button. Also, please consider subscribing to my channel. It will really help me a lot. This is just a free video for my larger MailChimp course. You can get access to the full version of the course as well as to my other courses on my website at askinstructor.com. You have on my site video courses on many topics such as business, marketing, design, productivity, and more. So go check that out on askinstructor.com. Bye now.